0: Hey, this is Kevin, host of the Dad Bod Wad podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I put together a brand new guide to my top 10 go-to workouts that you can access at forgingelitefathers.net totally free. As a bonus, I'll also send you a 3-day Forging Elite Fathers quick start course, which is also totally free. With that, I'm so excited about today's show. If you're already a subscriber, thanks so much for already being part of an amazing community of dads who are forging elite fathers. And if you're here for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the show because, like always, we have an amazing conversation lined up for you today. Today, I'm joined by my buddy, Cam Hall of Fight the Dad Bod, who's here to help me to discuss five tips to finding motivation when you're feeling stuck. Welcome to the Dad Bod Rod Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Torres, and I'm all about teaching new or soon-to-be dads how to get into great shape in as little as 15 minutes a day. I know too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood and the feeling of being overwhelmed with all the demands for your time. And the things that you love to do tend to fall by the wayside. But your fitness should not be put on the back burner. You shouldn't be put on the back burner. That's why I made it my mission to teach new or soon-to-be dads that you can still consistently work out, see results, and not feel stressed for time, so you could be the best version of yourself when it matters the most, throughout your years of fatherhood. My goal is to help you be the father your family needs and achieve the fitness that you want. And on today's show, I'm joined by Cam Hall of Fight the Dad Mod, who's here as my special co-host this week. You might remember Cam from episode 7, where we discuss how to never go on a diet again. If you haven't given that one a listen to, I highly recommend that you head over to dadbodwa.net slash podcast slash 007 to give it a listen. But today we're not talking about dieting or nutrition. Instead, we're going to be talking about how to get motivated when you're feeling stuck. Now, we've all been there before. You know what you have to do, but you just can't bring yourself to do it, whether that's exercising, meal prepping, cleaning out your garage, or working on a project for work, etc. It can be incredibly difficult to find motivation. And the longer you put things off, the worse you feel, and the harder it becomes to actually get over the hump and just do the thing. Now, Cam is a pretty motivated guy, so I figured he was the right guy to bring on to the show to share his views on this topic. Throughout our conversation, we'll hear the difference between positive and negative motivation, five tips to getting motivated, which includes setting goals, making those goals in public, tracking your progress, breaking up your goals, and finding accountability to help you see your goals through. You'll want to stick around to the end of the show where we discuss how finding a community of like-minded people can make all the difference between success and failure. Now, I'll be back at the end of the chat to tie up any loose ends. So, without further ado, here's my chat with Cam Hall. Hey, Cam! Welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? How are you? All right. I'm really excited that you're here, and. Uh, This is sort of like a special episode in that uh, you're not just a guest on the show, but we're actually going to be co-hosting today's episode, which we're roughly calling How to Get Motivated When You're Feeling Stuck. And I thought you were the perfect guy to have this conversation with. So I'm super excited that you were able to make it.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thanks for inviting me. I think this is such a real topic. We were actually just talking before we jumped on here that I get messages from guys right now like, man, I'm just hitting a wall right now. So this is a real thing that people go through is either whether it's hitting a plateau or feeling stuck or unmotivated. So I'm excited to dive into this together. Today.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, even now during the whole COVID lockdown pandemic thing, I'm sure there are a ton of guys out there who either lost their jobs or who've just been home for like two months straight now, haven't been able to get to the gym. And they're just like feeling like so unmotivated to do the things that they know they need to do. I know because they send me DMs, like they send me messages, they send me emails all the time. They're just like, I just don't have it in me right now. What do I do? Well, and, I just said
1: to you like 45 seconds ago, yeah. hey, how are your workouts going? Good, man. I'm struggling to get my daily workouts in right now, just with the busyness of how things are going on. So it, it happens to everyone, right? I'm not, I'm not above saying that that doesn't happen to me as well.
0: So. <laughs> totally. And yeah, for us, and that's the thing, like for everybody, it's like, um, you know, they all have their strengths and weaknesses. So it's easy to see other people as like forever motivated. Um, But like my weakness, sort of speak, like my strength, my superpower is, you know, being able to work out every day. It's like what I love to do. It's what charges me. Uh, It's like, it's as essential as like taking a shower but my not-so-strength is, you know, being really mindful of what I'm putting into my body, you know, M&Ms or other things. Or, and, like, that's the complete opposite of you, I feel yeah. like.
1: <laughs> yeah, right now I am dialed out my know, food, which is great. Uh, it's just an opportunity to really build strategies and get that food prepared. So that's always been my wheelhouse. Uh, Fitness has been easy for me, but I'm always really committed to my food planning and making sure I'm fueling properly. And then I get to the end of the day, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to do that! I'm going to do that workout that Kevin posted." And then the next thing I find is I'm sitting on a stationary bike doing a 20-minute zone workout instead, (laughs) you know, or not doing anything. Um, Nutrition right now is easy for me. Uh, Fitting in the fitness sometimes, you know, what we go through different seasons, and I think in this season right now being healthy and spending time with my family is kind of there. And normally we do a lot of stuff out and about in the community, a lot of family activities, hiking, and those are the things we can't do. So I'm lacking that motivation to oh, work out in my backyard again, you know? Yeah. So that's why I look to you for inspiration on that. I see that. I send you a message. I'm like, Hey, great workout. I'm not going to like you very much later on, today, but great workout. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. And again, like I know you just posted a story today about like having your, your sort of like, you know, being prepared and having your, your meal sort of like kits with you, like having a protein shake with your carbs and stuff like that. And, and when, when I was working, you know, we're home now, like when I was working, I was pretty good about packing my own stuff and like having that kind of like planned in advance. But it's so cool to see that like, you know, like you live it and embody that every day. And so whenever I'm feeling like I need a little inspiration in that side of me too, I know I like it just like pop up in one of your stories and something's gonna be there like to remind me that I'm like not doing the things that I know. I need to do if I want to do those things. <laughs>
1: and that's not my, it's not my intention to just to remind you what you're not doing. <laughs> right, right, right. So no strategies you can move forward, but I've been told a couple times this week by guys that I'm coaching with right now, and i built pretty good relationships with the guys that I coach with, uh, but who have told me, you know what, there was a time before we I connected with you, I just had to mute you. I just didn't want to hear from you anymore. I didn't want to see what you had to say. And then, like I said, everybody has their own season, and then you get back into it, and you, your motivation changes.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, um, yeah, sometimes you just don't want to hear the truth or just like face the things and it's easy to feel like, especially when you're in a rut or when you're feeling stuck, it's there, there's something comforting about staying In those feelings, right? Like when you're not feeling good, it's, it's, it's comforting to listen to sad music, right? When you're not feeling, you know, healthy, it's comforting to eat more unhealthy food. When you're not working out, it's comforting to like talk to other people who also aren't working out. It's, it's less comforting to, to, to talk to the fitness freak. And it's like, feel sorry about yourself. And then talk to the health freak who's eating immaculately every day. And it's like, feel sorry for yourself or be surrounded by happy people when you're sad, right? There's something comforting about just sitting in those moments and sitting in those feelings for a little while, right?
1: Safe. That's right. It's safe. We feel, and you think about where those things come from, right? You didn't, you weren't 12 years old one day or hope, I don't know, maybe you are, Like 12 years old and you're sitting at home and you're feeling a little bit down and like, I'm going to go, uh put on all by myself <laughs> you know like, like oh, how did we get to that point well we've had different experiences throughout our entire life that have shaped us to where we are now and you can call them crutches you can call them habits or routines things that we put into our life that we just resort to because we know them we know they're safe and they're just our go-to place which you know what it's okay to have those the key is being able to get out of it
0: yeah, and so which brings us to like how do we get motivated when we're feeling stuck? And before we jump into like our five tips for getting motivated when you're feeling stuck, want to talk really quickly about like the difference between positive motivation and negative motivation. And I think like it's easy to be like, you know, think motivation is just one thing, and everybody's sort of like likes different kinds of motivation right like you might have like the drill instructor guy who's like you suck you're a loser get up and maybe that or a coach even like if you played sports and maybe that is the kind of motivation you enjoy and you like right and then you also have the other like nurturing motivator who's like you got this i know you can do this i believe in you and so there's like that right but then there's also like the positive And negative motivation. And when we talk about positive motivation, we're talking about like focusing on positive things that will happen when you actually take action, right? So a quick example of that might be um, like, if I get my workout in today, or if I work out for a week, or if I plan my meals for a week, I will feel better at the end of the week as a result, or I'll have saved money at the end of the week by for planning my own meals, right? And then negative motivation would be like focusing on like the negative backlash that will occur if you don't take action, right? So, like, if I don't plan my meals, I'm going to stay out of shape. Or if I don't work out, I'm going to still feel sorry for myself, right? So, those are two different um, types of motivation. Do you have? Do you think any of them works better for different people, or do you just, or or, or are they both equally necessary? Sometimes, what do you think?
1: If I give it some thought about which is let me dive into it this way you need to understand what motivates people right uh, i'm motivated by different things and you're motivated by but at the end of the day there's a couple things that are going to push us through regardless whether if i'm a positive reinforcement positive motivation guy and you're a negative pos like negative reinforcement motivation guy that doesn't matter cuz in those in both of those i think we both want autonomy, which means choice in what we're doing. We both want to find uh, accountability in what we're doing. So having somebody who can keep us on track when we get stuck. And the third is finding mastery in it, saying, I can do this. And so if you come from an autonomy and an accountability and a mastery perspective of motivation and understanding how people are motivated, when you go from a positive perspective uh, of what will happen, and that's, I like that Better because I don't think anything that we're doing to better ourselves should be punitive, right? I think my, if you've listened to my stories, if you've seen me, we've had lots of conversations. I come from a positive, people would call it a heart approach. And it is at times, but there's times it's firm, but caring, but firm, uh, but positive. Hey, this is what we're looking forward to. Let's paint a picture of what we want to see. What's the dream a week, three months, six months from now? It, looking forward, because I always like to look forward positively rather than look back on where you've been. Uh, But from a negative perspective that, oh man, if I don't do this, I'm going to put on weight. Or if I don't do this, my coach is going to rip me a new one. Well, maybe I won't connect with them then. And that can push people away too. So yeah, when you're looking at positive and negative, I prefer to lean towards the positive motivation. Hey, let's look why you're doing this in the first place, you know, to get clear on your why, make it a positive. Why don't make it, um, a negative thing for you where if you fail, Oh, I'm such a failure. I'm, I'm going to quit, but Hey, yeah, I stumbled, but I, I still know my vision. I know where I'm going. I know my why, and I'm going to push forward. And then once you do that, you can know your why you can aim for growth in that process and you can take ownership over it. And I think, both you and I both want men to take ownership over their journey. It's just guys need a little bit of a, uh, like you said, motivation to to get there.
0: Awesome, man. So which brings us to then thinking about how do we get unstuck when we're feeling motivated? And so one of the first things um, that I know you always preach as a coach is setting goals. So this is step number one, uh, how to become motivated when you're feeling stuck is to set goals. Goals. Do you want to talk a little bit about setting goals? Yeah,
1: there's different viewpoints when it comes to setting goals, right? I think we've heard uh, in the goal setting community, you've heard about smart goals, specific, measurable, you know, attainable or achievable, realistic and timely. So smart goals. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them. And I'm going to tell you why. I think smart goals, when you set a goal, great, specific is fantastic, measurable. You got to know, you got to measure things because you can't manage what you don't measure. Attainable. Yeah. Hey, I, I love the NBA in the NFL, but I'm never going to play linebacker in the NFL. and I'm never going to be, you know, a starting forward in the NBA. That's just not realistic or attainable for me. Uh, the timely piece of Smarkles is what bothers me. If I know that, Hey, I'm going to do a specific measurable attainable goal by this point, has that goal now just become part of my checklist? And has the value in that goal uh, been lessened or been diluted? Because I know by this point I will, right? Um, but I think goals are really important. And even if they are a checklist along the way, little checklist week by week by week, this is the one thing I'm going to commit to this week. I use the word one percent, the term one percent a lot. It commit to one percent. What is the one thing you're going to do this week? And I, I just. I put it that way. What is your 1%? Not what's your goal this week. I, I will even ask, hey, guys, what's the vision you have for your health right now? Because vision is really what we're looking for, right, moving forward. Um, but committing to 1%, step by step by step. Um, i unfold of all these cliches that I use about, like <laughs> baby steps for big results, right? You think about how a, a little kid starts to walk. If They don't just do it all. At once, it's just like one step at a time for big results later on. When a year later you're seeing them running through a field and you're like, wow, that was amazing, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. And I love I love so. the idea of um of setting goals that, you know, like whether or not they're smart goals, but like setting goals, just having a goal in mind, right? So yeah. versus saying something like, um, oh, I want to get into shape versus like um, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds, which could be arbitrary, or I want to fit back into like a pair of jeans that I used to wear in high school, or I want to be able to like run with my kids and not feel winded, right? Like whatever the goals are, I think being clear on those goals with some wiggle room is helpful. And um, there was something else I was going to say about those goals. Uh, forgot. Um Darn it. I lost my train of thought, but you know, just like, I, I, I like the idea of like having like some goal that you're chasing versus just like an arbitrary idea of like where you want to go. Right. Um, and then you also mentioned like some strategies, uh, when you're, when you're setting goals.
1: Yeah. Straight, I, can I ask you a question when yeah. we're talking about goals too? What have you found with the men that we've reached out to you? You just gave a whole bunch of examples of little goals that you could do. Uh, What's the value in setting, let's say, a lofty goal? Like, I want to lose 50 pounds versus a short-term goal where, hey, I want to go for a bike ride this weekend with my kids, right? Those are two very different aspects of the the spectrum, right, of goal setting. What do you think, for men who are stuck, what would you say is the the better goal perspective to take?
0: Well, what I what I and I now remember what I was gonna say too. What do the thing is, those two things aren't entirely separate, right? Like wanting to lose 50 pounds could be the overarching goal. And the bike ride that weekend with your kid is like one of the ways to get there, right? The incremental steps you get there. And so something that I was gonna say when you were talking that that triggered something in my mind is like this is like the long game, right? This is planning for retirement over 30 years investing in your in your in your retirement fund right this is the incremental $100 you know deposits that have compounding interest so in 30 years you have this incredible payout that you could live off of for the rest of your life and we're not talking about like fad diets and magic pills and stuff like that because that's bitcoin and taking all of your savings putting it into that and watching all of your money go away like the next day right so i do think like the big 50 pound goal is fine to have. And then it's like setting those smaller attainable goals, like smaller benchmarks along the way um, can help you stay focused.
1: Yeah, I love it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was cool. I just wanted to get your take on it because, yeah, I think we are on the same page with that.
0: But that also – It's important to
1: create momentum, right? Yeah. If you can create momentum, that's what's going to keep you going. But when your goal seems so far away – and might seem unattainable or unrealistic. It's hard to stay motivated, and I find that guys get stuck quicker looking at the long-term goal than if they decomp- you know, decompress it and break it down to like smaller, smaller things that are going to get them there.
0: Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about breaking those down here in a moment because that's actually one of our steps coming up. But also within like this goal setting is um, choosing goals that interest you, right? Mm -hmm. within those bigger goals. So you and I, before we hopped on the phone talked about how, you know, maybe losing weight isn't everybody's goal, right? Or maybe losing 10 pounds isn't everybody's goal. but, But But maybe staying healthy is or being able to play with your kid, right? Or being able to, you know, look good in this outfit or look good for your wife or whatever it is. Don't just choose a goal that you think you have to choose, right? Like I have to lose this much weight or I want to be able to back squat this much weight. But instead, like choose goals that interest you. And they might, there might be some overlap, right? But, you know, like just make sure that you're clear on your goal and you're not like choosing other goals or goals that you think you have to choose. And I think that's like one of the first keys to finding some motivation
1: agreed I I love it I I love that guys don't always need to focus on a number on a scale Mm -hmm. I think that's what brings people in but then they start to see that they have goals of having higher energy levels so they can be more productive or sleeping better so they can wake up more alert and be more present with their family and have that energy to do that bike ride it's I had a conversation with a gentleman last night who's like "Ah, I just I'm going to be a grandpa here and seven months and I've seen grandpas at my age sitting in chairs that say, come sit on my lap. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy in the backyard crawling in the grass. Right. Yeah. Uh, If everybody has their different motivating factors, I think that's okay. It's awesome.
0: Uh yeah, I agree. Which brings us to goal or, or step number two in finding motivation when you're feeling stuck. And this one is I would say it's a little brazen. It's a little, you know, ballsy to to, to say the least is because you have to put yourself out there and we're talking about making your goal public. So, and this could be as simple as just saying it out loud to your wife or saying it out loud to your family or to your kids or to a best friend or to a coworker or as, as public as posting it to Facebook or Instagram and saying like, hey guys, I'm going to become an astronaut in the next 10 years, you know, like there are kids who aren't who like, who are in, you know, who just got accepted to graduate to college and like in their bios, it'll say something like, you know, like future engineer or something like that. It's like, great. You know, that kid's throwing it out there. Like he's not even in college yet and he's throwing it out this big goal that that's what that's his future. Right. So I think, um, you know, just being, having some kind of like public proclamation um, saying it in public is I think huge. What do you think?
1: I agree. makes you a little bit uncomfortable, right? We, we were talking about what's safe and how we can get into these habits of what's safe and where we feel comfortable and that doesn't push us as much. As soon as you get a little edge and you get a little bit uncomfortable and you're going back and forth, that has a little bit of uh, like a spark to it. I, I have a guy right now, I love it. He, he's a prof- busy professional. He's a lawyer. He's a busy professional and in his email signature, he has his goal below his email signature. And literally every one of the people he sends an email to sees what he's working on right now. I love it. I think it's cool. Now that's a little brave for me, (laughs) but I I love it. There's a way for him to stay motivated, right? Because then every meeting he goes into, as busy as his job is, as hard as it is for him at times to stay on plan, he gets into a meeting with a client and they ask him about it. Hey, how's this going? Right, and
0: keep. I was like, "That's brilliant, man."
1: Yeah, you interact
0: with knows what you're doing. Well, that's the other thing about making it public, right? The thing with making it public is, it's so easy to live in your head and to have your daydreams, to have your aspirations, to have, you know, your fears and everything just in your head, right? Um, you know, and there, it's just different when you throw it out into the world, throw it out into the universe and say like, Hey, I'm doing this thing because a funny thing happens when that, once you do that is you, the reason why we don't say it out loud is because we're, we don't want to be vulnerable and we're afraid of sort of like the ridicule and pushback. We'll get like, no, you'll never, you're never going to do that. Or you're a loser. Why do you think you should have that? Right. But that doesn't happen often. And if it does, you need to find some new friends, you know, we could talk, that's a whole other episode. Um, but usually what ends up happening is the people around you want you to succeed and they end up rallying for you and they ask you like, Hey, how's your diet going? Or how's your workout going? Or how's uh, how's that, you know, night school going if you're seeking another degree or something like that, right? Like people will sort of hold you accountable, um, in a different kind of way, just by asking you how things are going.
1: Can I give you an example of that? Yeah, I, it's language that you use too. Now, you to make your goal public doesn't mean you have to sit down at the table and say, "Hey, everyone, listen up. This is what I'm doing. This is my goal. I'm going to achieve this by." And people will look at you down the table and be like, "What is he talking about?" But it's as simple as going out for, well, when restaurants open up again, <laughs> you know, going out to eat with some friends or family, and they offer you, "Hey, let's have." let's have a beer or a glass of wine or whatever. And you say to them, I'm, oh, thanks, but I'm not drinking right now. I'm focusing on this. That has such a different ring to it than, oh, well, I'm kind of doing this diet thing and I'm not allowed to drink right now. Right? Just think of the, how that sounds. But if you were to say, hey, no, thanks for that, but I'm not drinking right now because I'm doing this. That's you making your goal public, right? That's, That's bringing people into your world who are going to support you. And they're less likely they're going to give you a ribbing or, oh, Cam can't control what he eats. But it's just a different way to do it. It doesn't always have to be sit down, write your goals and put them on a poster. It can be in the little things that you say as well.
0: I love that. That's such a good point. Um, And again you know it is difficult especially as guys we have to acknowledge it's difficult as guys with other guys because it's so easy to just like sort of like make fun of each other and like to give each other crap um or or with close family cuz they know you well right like they know who you were not who you want to be and not who you believe you can be right so there's a little bit of that 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 can hold you back a tiny drop but by and large most people will support you on your journey and i think you just got to be vulnerable, throw it out into the universe, and be surprised by the kind of reception you get. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what about, this is something that I'm actually not really good at, but I do think it's a really important step in, in staying motivated, is like plotting your progress. And I think you're better at this than I am, and you're better at like talking about this than I am. Talk a little bit about like, what does it mean to plot your progress?
1: I think in plotting progress, we were talking about goals, but I love when guys will just focus on progress over perfection, right? No matter what we've done in our life or what we've achieved, whether it's physically, emotionally, relationally, with our like being married or whatever it might be, um, everything has taken a period where it's making progress, recalibrate, making progress, recalibrate. It's in those times of recalibration where we grow, where our body recovers, but also in those times of recalibration where we can lose focus because the momentum has slowed down a little bit. So let's say making progress would be, hey, I've got three workouts in this week because I've been following Kevin on Instagram, right? (laughs) That's making progress. And then all of a sudden... I get into this recalibration mode where now it gets a little bit nicer outside. I find myself out riding bike with the family a little bit more or building a deck or doing something oh, like yeah, that. that. Awesome. And, then, uh, and then I'm like, I just don't have the energy to get to my workout because I've done these other things. That's a period of recalibration. It's not bad. It's not negative. But it's very easy during that period to get stuck. Right, to slide down the spiral of like, oh, I can't move forward. I'm not going to be able to do it. So, in plotting out progress, we've had like checkpoints along the way. We've talked about setting goals, about committing to a 1% mindset. But part of it is also understanding that everything we do is progress recalibration, progress recalibration. So prepare for it now. Just accept it. Accept that it's going to happen. Accept you're going to hit a plateau. Accept that you're not going to be able to go all in all the time and that there's other times you're just going to be in survival mode. Uh, So just tell yourself it's okay to be recalibrating. It's okay to hit a plateau. It's okay to be stuck. But start preparing now with the strategies to get out of it connecting with the family member that you shared your goal with or jumping on instagram and sending somebody a message who you need to connect with we call them stop gaps right when you're thinking about like in a relational context or in a social context where you're doing conflict resolution we call them stop gaps where you can go down the spiral and the deeper you get in the spiral the deeper you get into your own head and then you quit Right? This abandonment, this quitting factor that, oh, I just can't do this. And you need stop gaps along that path that, oh, if I get to this point, I know I'm going to call Kevin. If I get to this point, I know I'm sending Cam a text. I get to this point, I have to talk to my wife about this, right? There's stop gaps that interrupt that cycle. So start identifying those stop stop gaps right now for those periods of recalibration that will help you map your progress out and make sure you're still focusing forward with that that vision you had to start with.
0: I love that. And I think something even just at the most simplest basic level, and I admire people who can do this because I can't, you know me well, Cam, that I hate tracking things. I hate <laughs> I hate apps that track food and all that stuff. Or or and I and I, I admire everybody who goes to their gym with their notebooks and they track how much weight they lifted today. And then they have their book for the whole month and weeks and months, right? And but when you track your progress like that and you're able to say like This week, I weighed in at 185. Next week, I could see I weighed in at 184. By week four, I see I'm weighing in at 181. I can see my progress week to week is going down, or I'm losing the weight that I wanted to lose, or I take my pictures weekly. You you know, you see yourself in the mirror naked after the shower. You see yourself every day. You don't see the progress. But if you take a weekly pic, and then you, you all of a sudden look at week's one picture compared to week's four picture, you're like, wow, this is working. I'm going to, I'm like newly motivated again. I'm re-motivated to do this. Or you do a benchmark workout, say like um, one of the workouts that I post, like you do this five round circuit in August, do it again in November. Did your time get faster? were you able to do that same exact workout in less time Then you just increased your work capacity. You got stronger. Right. So, and I think like, that's something that you also do really well with your, with your clients is like having them track their progress over time. in that way too. Another one of my friends, HUD um, who is on Instagram grinds for life. He always like tracks his weight every day. He posts about it every day that to me, just that part of my brain doesn't work. If you looked at my desk, It's a mess. There's papers everywhere. My wife is constantly yelling at me to put things into the calendar. It's just (laughs) not where my head is at. Um, I track my progress in other ways, but I think, like you know, even as a as an administrator, like you know, I track my my teachers' progress, like their weekly developmental development goals, right? Like this week, their goal was to be able to do this in the classroom, and then we sit down and we track their progress. And when when they see that they're moving the needle in the right direction, they stay motivated. Yeah, awesome. So we have, just to recap so far, uh, we have, well, one, we set our goals, right? So how are we staying motivated when we're feeling a little stuck? We could set goals, which was our first step. Our second step was to make it public um, to some extent. And then our third step was to plot your progress. So like track, you know, like have some preventative measures in place, but then also like track your progress over time so you can see that you're, that you are making that incremental growth towards your goal over time. And you're going to like stay motivated and really newly motivated every time you, you see your progress. Um, <clears throat> what about breaking up your goal, which brings us to step four. So we have like this big lofty 50 pound weight loss or, or something, right. But what is the benefit of like breaking up your goal? How does that keep us motivated?
1: Well, it's like, we were just saying a few moments ago is that once you create momentum, create, you know, success breeds success. So if you create momentum, and you feel that you're being successful, you're more likely to push forward for that next checkpoint, right? That's not to say that you're always going to succeed at what you want to do without some external factors there, but by breaking up your task in your mind or on paper or whatever it might be into smaller chunks, by attacking that Chunk by chunk, it builds confidence and it builds momentum. And I've seen that once a guy builds momentum, you can keep it rolling pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I I love the piece about the momentum. And for me, it's also like, it's so daunting and overwhelming to tell somebody like, let me give you a perfect example. It's what I'm going to say is it's daunting and overwhelming to tell somebody like, you're going to lose 50 pounds this year. I promise you. Cause it's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I, not even getting yeah. off the couch, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember the very first day of basic training when I was in the army. My drill instructor, you know, was giving us the whole speech. Like, at the end of these three months, you will have m- m- rucked over one hundred or whatever miles, and at, you could ruck for twelve miles straight. You will be able to run five miles straight without stopping. We will have ran over 100 whatever miles. You know, he was just, re- you know, spitting off numbers. And in my mind, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. No, I don't believe a single thing you're saying. I just don't yeah. see how that's possible. I have yeah. no idea how he thinks I'm just going to be able to put on a rucksack and march for 12 miles and not even think about it. And lo and behold, three months later, we're all doing it, right? Um But it wasn't because we that next morning we set out with a 35 pound ruck and marched for 12 miles, right? We did it incrementally, week by week, and same thing with the runs. And so when you have these big goals and you and you break them up into phases or seasons or weeks, right? You can you could chisel away at 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 these. At these bigger goals in a way that feels much more attainable, which also works nicely with like plotting your progress, right? So if your big goal is to lose 50 pounds, but your first week's goal is to just go for a walk, if you, go, if you do that, you're a success, right? If you don't lose 50 pounds in that first week, you're a failure. So I think having the big goal and then the mini goals keeps you feeling successful week after week, day after day, even though you're not losing 50 pounds in that first week. That's right. Right. Any other, any other thoughts on that? Any other?
1: No, I think, I think you're right on with that. It just, what we've been sharing, is all intertwined, right? They're all kind of connected. And I think that example you gave of basic training is so many people see that, right? It's like, all right, I want to, I want you to climb this 25 foot wall. Go like no you're not going to tell me how or give me a strategy or throw me a rope. You're not going to tell me anything. And they view a health journey or improving their health or their livelihood or their relationships or their profession. They view it as that 25-foot wall. And these these four things, so, you know, go public, plotting your progress, breaking things up in the, the chunks. Like, these are the strategies to get over that wall. You don't have to do it all at once try one strategy, get a start. Try the next strategy, push it forward a little bit more. But no, I think you're right on with that.
0: And you talk about you mentioned it earlier, but you talk about 1% a lot. And and I think this is perfect for this because you know, when you and I started working together and not even just when you and I were working together, because I see this on your stories all the time too. Something that really resonated with me that I've actually incorporated into one of my emails is like you should have a balanced meal, a balanced diet of proteins, fats, and carbs for every meal and every snack, right? Yeah. And you know, you, you you stabilize your blood sugar and your hormones and everything like that. You you avoid cravings and all that. But then you say, but what's your 1% so you don't expect everybody to do it all at once so can you delve into what do you what do you mean by what is your
1: 1% yeah 1% is what are you going to do tomorrow to take one step closer to where you want to be because if you were to try to do 100% right now the likelihood that you're going to feel like you failed is higher you're not going to lose 50 pounds in a week but if you say i'm going to prove 1% every day for the next year think about how how much further along in your journey you'll be. So when I use that example, yeah, when I coach guys, and I think the best way for you to burn, store fat, have the most energy, sleep better, feel less stress is to through blood sugar stabilization, eating a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs every three to four hours. Now, can you do that tomorrow if you've never done it before? No, that'd be, re- that's re- ridiculous. I would never expect you to be able to, okay, how many meals are you eating today? Well, I ate, breakfast i think and i had five cups of coffee and i think tonight we're gonna have dinner right that's all okay so kevin the next thing i want you to do is tomorrow you're gonna eliminate caffeine and eat six meals every three hours you can have this that is just setting people up for failure so when i say hey what's your one percent i mean hey are you going to eat breakfast tomorrow like don't even worry about the pfc balance the protein fat carb balances eat breakfast within one hour of waking then if you can eat breakfast two, three days in a row, then that fourth day, now you're looking at the balance of it. Uh, a lot of guys for the first phase, I, you talked about phases and chunking. So I work with guys, we always break things into phases. This is the goal of this phase. This is the goal of this phase. This is what we're going to aim to do. And that first phase is always also the toughest because we cut bloat and inflammation, right? And caffeine is one of the things I ask you to, to eliminate. Well, if someone's drinking even just two to three cups of coffee a day, for them to go caffeine-free the next morning, they're going to get killer headaches, going to withdrawal. It's going to be so uncomfortable, they're going to quit. Three, four days in, right? You, you got to set people up for success over the long term. And, and that's what I mean. Just do one thing differently tomorrow. If you don't change anything about your food and you just commit to waking up at the same time every morning and going to bed at the same time every night for a week, that's an amazing place to start because you're going to start to get in tune with how many hours of sleep you need. And once you know when you're going to bed and you know when you're waking up in the morning, you know how we're going to be able to plan and plan your meals and you know construct your day and engineer your day to make it work in your strategy. So really by 1%, I mean 1%. Like Change one thing tomorrow. And if you don't know what that is, you got to sit back, evaluate, or reach out to someone and ask.
0: I love that, and it, a, a phrase that I heard once, which I which I think this resonates really well with, is there's not like a hundred percent solution, but one hundred one percent solutions, right? Uh, I like that. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. write that oh. down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it, <laughs> it's like a business. It's like a business, like a terminology, whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, like uh,
1: I don't have the T-shirt for that one yet. Yeah, yeah
0: there's no 100% solution just 101% solutions um and so like you know when you when you and and this again works perfectly with like plotting your progress right and and, and stuff like that because when you can say like hey i'm going to just track my sleep every night for a week and see how i feel when i wake up and then week 2 is like hey i'm just going to eat breakfast for a week i don't care what the balance is i'm just going to see if i can do that consistently for a week and then you tie that into like we're playing a 30 year game here and we're not looking at like in a, in six weeks from now, will you hit your goals in a month from now, you know, in a year for, we're talking about when your kids are going to college, you're going to be fit as a fiddle dropping your kids off and people are going to think you're a student, <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. a student with slightly gray hair or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that the one percent man. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And then, this is, um, you know, maybe you know, there's there's mixed reviews on 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 using rewards. In, in breaking up your goals. What do you I, I I don't I've never been like a reward guy, like, oh, you earn this, so go get yourself ice cream, or if you don't, you know, if you don't drink coffee for a week then go or if you don't drink beer for like a wow. week, then go have all your beers on, on a Saturday. I've never been like a reward yourself type of person, but I do know that that does work for people. So I, I don't want to like like knock it out. But what do you have you any experience with using rewards for mini goals?
1: I think I I don't set up many rewards for my guys. Um, it comes down to that. What's external motivation versus intri- like, like extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation? My goal is to take guys from the point of accountability across the spectrum to responsibility. So accountability is where we work together and we start and I'm I'm holding you accountable, we're doing check-ins, I'm making sure you're on track that through the time we're together, by the end of that, you have responsibility where you know what you should be doing and you're making that accountability for yourself. Oh, I need to do this today or I, I this is my next step. So my, in that accountability to run responsibility journey, I think you have to really focus on intrinsic motivation and intrinsic rewards. It, for me to tell someone, hey, go do this, I'll, you'll get this little carrot at the end of the week or whatever it might be the novelty of that wears off Um, that's an intrinsic reward uh, sorry extrinsic motivation for them it may be a positive thing it may be a negative thing but it's just a short-term solution um now for me to set individual rewards i think that for just given my background and having uh You know, kind of a a pretty bad relationship with food. And I just go to food all the time because that's, you know, I'm passionate about it. If I look at a reward day, which could also be called, quote unquote, a cheat day, if you're on a thing, I think right away you're getting into this negative connotation, this negative relationship with food that says, hey, for six days of the week, I'm not allowed to do this, but today I'm going all out. This is my reward. And so your reward is actually you doing something that's not in cohesion or consistent with your goals. I don't, I don't see how that that works.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I don't want to knock it in case there are people out there, and and maybe it's not like a reward, like um, you know, you get to eat all the ice cream you want, but maybe it is like, hey, if I get this job, I'll buy myself this the new car, right? Like, or or if I. If I get the dream job that I've always that I've been gunning for for the last year, we'll we'll upgrade to, you know, to the to the to the SUV that we were had our eyes on. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So if you're looking, I'm going to tell you right now, we just found out we love to camp as a family, love to camp. So we spend the month of July at the lake living out of a trailer with a five and a seven Well, she's eight now. It'll be six and eight years old this summer. Um, and we do, we've we done that for four years, and it's our time as a family to disconnect, to be present, spend time together. Well, because of COVID and what we're in right now, we just found out that all the campgrounds are closed, and yeah. we are not allowed to book. And so I'm like, you know what? I've, I've done well. We're going to do things outside. So I've said, I guess, I guess, yeah, I've said a little reward. I'm like, I want that new mountain bike. Right. <laughs> You've, you've seen pictures of me hurling myself off a mountain in the snow, but yeah. I love to throw myself off the mountains on a bike in the summer. So uh, it's kind of – I don't know if that's a, a reward or a motivating factor, but maybe it is now that I think about it.
0: Yeah. So, like, you know, I do think there's, there's room for that. So when we're thinking about um, setting small goals, if it's helpful to have, like, a reward or something in your mind – You know, not necessarily don't think of it like a carrot on a stick, but, you know, just something that like, hey, I'm going to give myself this or I'm going to give myself, you know, like buy myself a new outfit when I could actually fit into some new clothes or something like that. Right. I think that's like a pretty cool uh, thing to do. Um, All right. So to recap, before we get into tip number five, we have one is set a goal. Right. If you, you, you can't know where you're going, if you don't have a destination. Step two is make your goal public. Either say it to your wife, a friend to your coworkers on your email uh, signature or in super public, like on Facebook or Instagram, right? And your friends will hold you accountable in the right ways. Plot your progress. So when you see the incremental growth that you're making, whether it's weekly photos, weekly weigh-ins, um, how you feel, how your clothes fit, notice that over week to week or day to day, and you're actually going to like stay motivated when you see those small changes moving in the right direction. And then finally, keep those, go- break up those goals, right? So Don't set the lofty, I mean, you can set the lofty big goal, right? But have your incremental small benchmarks so that you're chasing smaller things so you don't feel overwhelmed and dejected when you aren't hitting your major goal within like the next week. Um, And then use rewards as like necessary if you want. So, What's up? I'm interrupting you. We're going to get real
1: for a second. (laughs) So you're going to get into tip number five. But before you do, hey, we've worked together. Uh Uh-huh. And I want you to share, I'm going to ask you, when when you're doing something and you feel like you're getting a bit stuck, right, what is your go-to? How, how do you get out of being stuck? What works for you the best?
0: When I'm feeling stuck, for me, out of, um, I mean, I kind of just suppress it, shove it down, ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> um it, like I usually, I'll, I'll reach out to people who I know I can lean on, um, who I've shared my progress or who I've shared my goals with, right? So like you being one of them, or I haven't like my other friend who I mentioned already, Hud from the Grind for Life kid on Instagram, like um, he was in the army with me. Um, I'll when I'm feeling any kind of way, I just like text out the people I know who are gonna like reinforce the things that I want to hear, and not let me you know just wallow in my feelings.
1: Yeah and the reason I ask you that because it's real and I I I feel that I'm the same way I reach out to people I try to connect um And I think it leads into your strategy number five. And I wanted you to share that before you got into it, because I want people who are listening to this to know that is that is the real Kevin. This is legit. Like I've worked with you and I know that's what it is. It's the accountability. It's the connection. It's that reaching out piece.
0: Yeah. And so when we think about tip number five, we're talking about don't do it alone right so this could look different for everybody but we're thinking about like you know either join a class right if you have like a group fitness thing like a crossfit thing and that helps you great i have never belonged to a crossfit gym i like working out by myself but or you can find a, a mentor or a coach or a friend to share this with um you know, or, or a group like, you know, we have the dad bod wad private Facebook group, right? Join a group of, of like-minded people like you who are on a similar journey to hold you accountable. And of course, like, you know, Cam, you're a coach. So I would also say like, find a coach or somebody who's going to hold you accountable in, in, in the ways that you want somebody who can work with you on your specific goals and somebody who's worked with, People like you. Right. So like if you're a professional who wants to lose some weight, you're not going to, you know, like a working professional, like you're a lawyer or a teacher. Don't go to like a sports coach and be like, hey, have you worked with men like me? Because chances are he's worked with football players and soccer players. Right. You want to find somebody who's who's worked with people in your unique experience. So don't do it alone. Find the group, find the class, find a teacher or coach or somebody who who's going to help you along the way. And which. Yeah. What do you think, Kim? Yeah, I agree. And realize, I think people forget how accessible people are. I had a
1: guy, I'll give you an example, a guy reach out over Instagram who just sent me a message and I get everybody's messages. And I personally respond to them. I don't have an assistant who does that for me, right? Like a lot of people do, right? A lot of these guys and quote unquote influencers uh, will have assistants who reach out and follow script. But I connect with guys because I realize that, you know what, coaching might not be for everyone. Right? It just might not be for you, but you need someone that you can ask a question to every once in a while. Or you need to go to a place where you know that there's other men in that community, like your, your private Facebook group or the Fight the Dad Bod group or that we have. It's just you need to surround yourself with like-minded people who have a shared vision and who are there to, to support you, and yet that caring, yet firm accountability as well. But don't forget that people are accessible. We have at our fingertips with our devices, you can connect with anyone. So just keep trying. You're not alone. You're not in this alone. So don't do it alone.
0: Yeah. And it's so, and again, this goes back to being a guy, right? Being a quintessential guy. It's so easy to be like, you know, like I jokingly said, I'm going to suppress this, shove it down further. Right. It's so easy to just be like, I got this. I can do it alone. I'm the father of my family, you know. I'm the man of the house, and I don't have emotions, I don't have feelings, and I don't have vulnerabilities. And we're not talking about joining a circle and cry with each other, right? But, but it's so easy as a guy to just be like, I'm just going to swallow this. I'm going to do this on my own, and I'm going to figure out how to do this by myself. And, and, and the pro and. And I'm not discouraging that, do it. If that's what you, you know, like if you want to go out and do it on your own, search the internet, every, every answer you're looking for under the sun exists on the internet. So you can do it on your own, but it's going to be more difficult for you to find the right approach. You're going to go down the rabbit holes of fad diets and, and all these exercises that, that aren't relevant to like your, your fitness level, like, you know, chains and, and elastic bands. It's like, come on. I mean, you just need to do an air squat, right? Um, You don't need to do barbells with chains or something weird like that, or, you know, intermittent fasting. I can't tell you how many rabbit holes I've gone down because I did all this research by myself, right? Like either, you know, intermittent fasting, paleo and all that stuff. And it's just like, you can go down the endless cycle of just like when you're, when you, when you don't share your goals with people um, and you just do it alone, you don't get the insight from other people who are who've maybe already done it. And and you'd be surprised, like how many times like I've had a conversation with somebody and I've actually openly said, like, oh yeah, I do fitness stuff on the side. And then people are like, oh yeah, me too. And 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 it comes out that I had no idea this person was into fitness or nutrition or something. But I also, if I didn't say anything, I would have never found out.
1: Right. And I think part of it is I'm with coaching, I I'm a product of coaches. You know, growing up playing sports, um, even, you know, I, oh, I love to learn. I went to school, man, I, I went to school for way too long, right? I got three degrees, I played sports, I did all this stuff. And I'm still a product of coaches. I still have business coaches and a mentor that I connect with weekly. It's, I just find that when you do it on your own, you can struggle and just go in circles. And anything you're going to do on your own, you can do in 5% of the time with a coach because they know the path, they know what works. They can eliminate all those distractions that are getting in your way and just give you that. This is what you need to do. Just do it.
0: Right.
1: Oh, well, what if, what if, what stop asking? What if, and just trust the process because I've seen that it works for other people. And I know that it's going to work for you. And sometimes you just have to give over a little bit of that control that as guys, we want to hang on to, we want to control everything. Um, Or we have that all-in, all-the-time mentality. But the power of a coach is that they're going to give you the direction. They're going to keep you accountable. They're going to help you when you hit those ruts and those times you feel unmotivated or you hit a plateau. They will know the strategies that are going to help you push through. So I I strongly believe in the power
0: of coaching. Um, Before we hop off, what do you – I guess my question for you is because I have an idea in my head. I kind of just mentioned it. How does somebody find a coach that works for them? So because my my thought I just said to you was like you should find somebody who who has worked with people like you before, who's got results that you want with people like you, right? So like if I go to a figure skating coach, yeah, that person probably can get gold medals for figure skaters, but has he worked with a schlubby? vice principal for, I don't know, you know, he probably can't get the same types of goals for me as he can for an elite, you know, figure skater. So what is your recommendation for like finding somebody, finding a coach for them?
1: Yeah, well search, search out a community that you can connect with. That's first of all, because in that community, you're going to find people who are like-minded and you can start conversations. And I know that the guys that I work with who fight the dad bot have come to me either through referral, uh, through a community, uh, our facebook community through maybe a post or an advertisement right That they, they've seen on facebook that they can identify with so you know busy dads and professionals who want to live fit healthy fulfilled lives with their family if that's new then yeah fight the dad bod and my coaching is going to be a great fit for you but if you are a busy mom looking to live a fit healthy fulfilled life with your family i could probably help you but that's not what i do i will help point Direction of someone who can, right? That you need to find a coach. You need to get on. You need to get on the phone with them. You need to talk to them. You need to be honest. And both you together need to decide if hey, we're a fit to work together or not.
0: I love that because you yeah, have my daughters just walked in. They're ready for dinner. We just came in from outside. <laughs> Hold on. So um, the the thing that I love about that is because it's so easy and I don't want to knock too much on Instagram people, but it's so easy to see like the dude with the six pack and like the V going down his, you know, pants or whatever. And, and it's like, like, work with me. I get you where you want to be. And it's like, yeah, you have like a million followers and I'm so tempted by that. Right. But I don't know if you could work with somebody like me. Right, like I don't know if you've worked with guys like me before, guys like in my specific, you know, unique circumstance, my niche or whatever. And so I, I think it's important, like you said, to hop on a call or find people who like who who's re- that you could resonate with, and not just the guy who looks a certain way or something, right? Because it's not a one size fits all for everybody. So I really, yeah, I like that. I know. All right. My kids are telling me it's time for dinner. (laughs) Um, So just before we, before we go, just want to recap. uh, We're talking about finding motivation when you're feeling a little stuck. And, step one was set goals, right? When we set goals, we have a a roadmap of where we're going, right? A destination. Step two is to make your goal public, whether that's sharing it with your family or on social or something. Step three was to plot your progress. So when you see that incremental progress towards your goal, you'll continue feeling motivated. Uh, Step four is breaking up your goal into like sort of like bite-sized achievable goals so that you continually stay motivated in that way too. And then finally, step five we talked about was don't, do it alone. Join a community, uh, you know, find like-minded people, find a group of fathers like you who are in the same boat, um, or find a coach who's worked with people like you. Because when you follow the, you know, the the influencer with like a million people, you know, you're, you're not getting like something that's tailored for you. So Cam, where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they just want to follow you and see some more of this 1%? uh methodology, one percent mental mentality. Yeah,
1: okay. let, just connect this at Fight the Dad Bod on Instagram, Facebook, everything. Actually if you, if you fight the dad bod, that's you'll probably see see me, but at Fight the Dad bod on Instagram is probably the easiest way to connect with me.
0: Awesome man. Um I had a lot of fun. I'm really glad that we got to hop on today that's and co hosting. This was awesome um i want to i'd love to get you back on again some other time and maybe we could talk a little bit more about you know because we just i think skimmed the surface of like how do you find a coach um and i think you know we can you know set up another call one day where we're like how do you find somebody that works that, that you know you can work with that could be a cool conversation to have
1: yeah cool awesome hey thanks for having me
0: thank you so much man i look forward to talking with you again soon
1: all right take care
0: all right man i'll talk to you soon all right, so there you have it. Five tips to finding motivation when you're feeling stuck. It's not easy, but it's totally doable if you have a little plan, a little forethought, and a little foresight. And make a proclamation on Instagram or, or Facebook and you just get it out there and tell people what your plans are. My thanks again to Cam Hall. Again, you can you can connect with Cam on Instagram or Facebook at FightTheDadBod or fightthedadbod.ca which will be linked in the description of this episode Um, and for any other links discussed in our conversation head on over to dadbodwide.net slash podcast slash 014 to get all the show notes and links thanks guys you're incredible i hope you enjoyed that show and if you haven't already subscribed please do so because we have some amazing shows lined up for you Next week, I have Daniel Skidmore, the director of training at Goruck, to discuss how to take your gym anywhere you go. And would you do me a favor and leave this podcast a five-star review? Your reviews help other dads like you find this amazing community that you're all helping to build. All right, guys. Until next week, keep forging elite fathers.